Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. listening to Catholic Chicago on WNDZ 750 AM. Every Monday through Friday from 8 AM to 9 AM, the Archdiocese of Chicago presents programming about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to The Voice of Charity. I'm Marie Jokum, and I am flying solo today. Um, I am missing my co-host, Michael Bear, and my guest co-host, Bridget Murphy, but they're here with me in spirit. Um, and as we enter into this exciting episode where I try to do this alone, we have some great folks to talk with Um you know, summer is finally here. Chicago and its suburbs are starting to open up again, and we're all getting used to the new normal of wearing masks and social distancing everywhere we go. Um, I know I enjoyed some of the outdoor patio sitting this weekend uh, with a mask on, which was exciting. And as you know, we've talked about for the last um, few months, Catholic Charities continues to serve really on the front lines of the pandemic um, with essential services continuing for those most in need. And one of the areas where the pandemic and the resulting safety precautions have had a really worrying and scary impact is child welfare. Similar to what you may have seen and heard about challenges with people experiencing domestic violence, many children are also at home amidst very trying and difficult circumstances. And we're going to talk today with our colleagues from the Child, Youth, and Family Services uh, Department at Catholic Charities. We have Laura Rios, our vice president of the service area, Mary Henderson, the director of our family-based services department, and Judy Griffin, family intervention specialist in the Intact Family Services Program. Welcome, Laura, Mary, and Judy. Good morning. Thank you. Good morning. Thank you. We're really glad that you three are here today to talk with us and help us learn a little bit more about child welfare services and some of the services Catholic Charities is doing, particularly to keep families and children safe. And Laura, if it's okay, we're going to start with you. And first, can you share with our listeners sort of what the major services that your team oversees and helps provide? Sure. Catholic Charities, Child Youth and Family Services area, we provide a variety of services 
that have an underarching goal to strengthen families, protect children. We promote education and really help children and families to build resilience and to help children to heal from trauma. So with that underarching goals, we offer a number of behavioral health services programs for children, youth, and their families. Uh, We also have several programs that cover issues related to maternal and child health, as well as early childhood home visiting programs. We also have our child welfare programs, the Intact Family Services, that we'll be hearing more about this morning, as well as a program uh, that works with youth in foster care to help them develop independent living skills so they're ready for emancipation from foster care. Then we also operate three child care centers to help support low-income families so that they can have a safe uh, nurturing and educational environment for their children while they're at work. Uh, We also operate a family strengthening center, and then we operate two youth mentoring programs. And I think, you know, I say this a lot, but um, your area is a very special area. And I think that's partly because of the holistic approach that you take in working with children and families um, and communities and really making sure that folks have their behavioral health needs met. Um, It's also the area I first started with at Catholic Charities way back in 2006. So I I know it's very special, filled with, with really, really great workers. Laura, in terms of child welfare in children who might be in danger, we're hearing that reports of abuse have decreased significantly. Can you tell us why that's not good news? Absolutely. It is very concerning. Nationwide, I've read and heard about anywhere from a 30% to 70% mm-hmm. uh, reduction in reports of child abuse and ne- neglect. And really what's going on is that um, Prior to the pandemic, we have what we call a social safety net. And being a parent is very difficult and challenging, especially if you have underlying conditions that may impact your ability to make good choices and to keep your children well cared for and protected. But we, in doing so, families and, and, and the, the social services and the nation relies on what we call a safety net. So with the pandemic, the safety net has kind of unraveled. And by a safety net, we mean that children are seen outside of the home. So with schools closed, with parks and recreational opportunities closed, with even families not going to doctor's office for regular health care or immunizations, because that's also been reduced significantly during the pandemic. And and with people um, isolating in place, we've seen what's going on is that children are isolated and families are isolated. So that the safety net is not having an eye or an interaction with children where they may recognize that something is not going on. Children may be being harmed, abused, or neglected, but the safety net is not there to have an eye on them, which, which then translates into a reduction in hotline calls, which is, is very alarming because the pandemic itself, it's stressful for all of us and all of us who maybe are are, are sort of doing okay in terms of economic, economics, jobs. But imagine losing your job or in having underlying conditions such as maybe, maybe you maybe someone drinks, drinks a bit and now the pandemic and the inherent stress involved in it may have inclus, in, increased um, uh, drug use or alcohol use. 
and 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 where do people let out their stress? Sometimes, unfortunately, it happens to be with children. You know, so it's Laura, a bit worrisome. Absolutely, and Laura, I, I am so grateful for you bringing this to to our attention and the attention of our listeners because truly, we've talked a bunch about this the stress and the stress of the economic impact, and one of the areas um, that we we may the general public we may forget about is what happens inside homes and sort of families who need some extra support and what they may not be getting right now and how scary that must be for children and also for their for their families. So um, Mary Henderson, I'm going to switch to you in the in the last two minutes before we, we head to a break. You are the director of our family-based services department. So as, as Laura was sharing, you know, these reports are lessening, but how do you hear about cases and how does Catholic Charities work with DCFS in these situations um, where there is, there is a need for a call? Yes. Um, actually, as Laura touched on, there are hotlines. DCFS has a hotline. And when people see or they suspect abuse or neglect is going on, they call that hotline to, and it's a statewide hotline. A D, a D, an, an investigator from DCFS goes out to the home and does an assessment of what's going on in the home. And is this a workable situation? Is this ch- Are the children safe in there? Can this parent um, benefit from service? And once they determine that, they refer it to an intact family services program, which Catholic Charities has. And we go out with our DCFS investigator and we meet the family. We do an assessment. We kind of, we uh, tell them what kind of services we offer. And basically our assessment kind of, it's very good about being strength-based. We look at what what this parent, what this family has going for them, and we try to build on that assessment. Mm-hmm. After that, then we continue to provide services and monitor for the next couple of months. Wow. And, I, you know, we're going to need to take a quick break here, but when we come back, I'd love to hear a little bit more about that strengths-based assessment with, with the family. We'll be back talking with our colleagues from the Child, Youth, and Family Services at Catholic Charities. Throughout our nation and our world, people of all faiths have recently been joining fervently in all kinds of prayer. They have found that coming together in prayer is a source of comfort and strength. In this spirit of unity, the Archdiocese of Chicago has introduced a call to prayer, a telephone line dedicated to prayer. If you would like to join with another person in prayer, call 312-741-3388. This line is staffed from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. daily with parishioners from across the Archdiocese of Chicago. These volunteers are here to listen to you, offer support, and pray with you. A call to prayer includes a 24-hour voicemail and email options as well. Experience this wonderful opportunity to join with people just like you who trust in the power of prayer. That phone number again is 312-741-3388. Let's pray together today. We invite you to watch Catholic Chicago this weekend, featuring a conversation with Cardinal Blaise Supich and video highlights from across the Archdiocese. Here's host Todd Williamson. 
we'll talk with Cardinal Blaise Supich about the outreach efforts underway by the Catholic Church to help people in need during the COVID-19 pandemic. We'll show you how online masses have become a common way of worship, and we'll give you a sampling of how teachers and students in Catholic schools are being creative and productive during the health crisis. Watch Catholic Chicago Friday at 7 p.m. on Chicago Loop Cable, Channel 25, and Sunday afternoon at 3 on the Comcast Network, Channel 100. Catholic Charities has had the privilege of helping people in need in Cook and Lake County for more than 100 years. We have been ready through many historic moments and we continue to respond with competence and compassion during these unprecedented times. We would like to take this opportunity to thank our frontline workers who, despite the risks, excel at their jobs every day. From the warehouse staff members who pack boxes of nutritious foods for low-income seniors, to the dedicated WIC employees who remain open for families with children under the age of five, to our volunteers and restaurant partners who ensure that to-go meals continue for the homeless, to our home care aides, service coordinators, and trained counselors who continue their work in the most innovative ways, to our food pantry staff, and to all those who work at Catholic Charities Call Center, finding solutions for every person who reaches out to us for help. Charity is at the heart of all you do, and we salute you. Welcome back to The Voice of Charity. This is Marie Jochum, and I'm flying solo here this morning with three fabulous guests from our Child, Youth, and Family Services um, Division at Catholic Charities. Laura Rios, the Vice President of this service area, Mary Henderson, the Director of Family-Based Services, and Judy Griffin, Family Intervention Specialist. Mary, before I had to cut you off for the break, I'm so sorry about that. We were talking a little bit about how Catholic Charities interacts with DCFS. And you were sharing that once a worker comes into a home, there's an assessment that's done that really looks at the strengths of the family. Um, what then happens next? What, what does Catholic Charities do next with that family? Um, what we do is we work with the family, we, we refer them for services to address some concerns. We ask them what are their concerns. And uh, when the family says, you know, I have financial concerns, actually Catholic Charities can help them with that. Usually we can help them with uh, assistance with rent, with paying their electric bills. And sometimes we have a parent who says, you know, this child's behavior is out of control. I can't help. I can't deal with it anymore. What we can do is we can get her, the parent, a referral for services for that child for counseling. We can also help that give that parent suggestions on how to deal with the child's behavior in order to stabilize the family environment and keep the child at home, which is our ultimate goal: is to avoid foster care. And um, in most situations, we're pretty successful. I would say 95% of our cases, we end up keep the children end up staying at home with 
Mary, that's that's truly incredible, and I I love to I love being able to talk with so many different colleagues because I learn something new and even more incredible about the work of Catholic Charities. I love that that the focus is on the strength of the family and the strength of the parent and the child, um, and and in when possible keeping families together, you know. Um, Judy, I think we'd love to hear from you now a little bit. It kind of segs nicely into this sort of next question. And could you share with us some of the circumstances and situations that parents are in that contribute to these very real challenges in taking proper care of their children? And then what tools and support um, can we give them? Well, right now, and I can say even prior to this pandemic, in the urban areas, many family members, Many um, people are already suffering from poverty, struggling financially, combined with them possibly having mental health issues, possible substance misuse. Some could be dual diagnosed with mental health and substance. We know that there's domestic violence out there. Um, We are aware that during this time, often um, their anger may be escalating right now especially if you lost your job. What we try to do is get out there, we assess the family as soon as we can, and we also follow the recommendations of the department based on their investigations, specifically if there is an outward diagnosis and we can see that that child was physically abused, that there was a fracture, uh, a broken arm. Uh, we can outwardly see there is a black eye and marks or if a minor child has reported of being sexually abused. Mm-hmm. We know that's going on. So what we try to do is get in there quickly, engage the family in services, engage that minor child in services, monitor the services to ensure that the parents are actually doing it and being compliant and taking a, a, you know, a whole approach, being supportive on all aspects, daycare, housing, um, uh, financial assistance. We're constantly giving out diapers, campers. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a numerous amount of um, things these families needed prior to this coronavirus. And so with this going on, it has just really increased and heightened all our families. And I've seen it. I, I work it. And it's often kind of scary to know that if um, we don't know what's going on in these homes. So we're hoping that, you know, maybe the grandmother is saying, you know, I know my son over there drinks, and he done lost his job. Let me check a little bit more on those children mm-hmm. via FaceTime, some kind of way. Get your adult youths over there. You know, and that's the only thing we can do at this point until the schools open. Uh, minors start returning to the hospitals with their parents. You know, they're back at the parks. Or your older children are just able to say, you know, I can't take it on it anymore. I'm going to dial 911. I'm leaving regardless, Dad or Mom, you know. It's really concerning, though, for the minors under 10, children under 6 who can't talk. Yeah. And it's scary because we know what's going on out here. We see the crime in the city. So we know it's going on in the homes. And, you know, Judy, I think you, you touched on something that Laura had brought up earlier, too, is is the stress of this time, right? So the yeah. stress of the pandemic, the stress of the calling out of racial, systemic racial injustices, all of yeah. this um, is a stressor on so many. And 
families that are already um, vulnerable to stress or to whatever other issues, this this must be a very, very difficult time um, Absolutely. for them. And then also for all of you as workers, right? For all of yes. you to, who who are responsible for caring for these children and, and for, for making sure that their well-being um, is is paramount. And I know you've been doing this for a very long time, um, and yes. this must be kind of uncharted territory as well. It is. It is, you know, because I find myself very nervous going into these homes, especially with the unknown, you know, and asymptomatic and all of that. And so what I try to do is really be strategic with it, you know. I um, call my families, you know, I ask them if they can leave their home, step on the back porch, mm-hmm. and let me do a walkthrough with just the mother. And then I observe the home, refrigerator, bedroom, just to make sure it's clean and tidy. Then I literally go out and talk to those children and family outside in the air. And I think, you know, it's we're going to take another short break here. I think it's important just to highlight that our, one of our essential programs are these workers, are Judy and her team. And we're so grateful for you being out there on the front lines. We're going to take a quick break and we come back. We're going to talk a little bit more with Laura, Mary, and Judy. How do you transform an important annual fundraising event during a pandemic? The Lake County Women's Board of Catholic Charities has just the answer. Experience the art of caring, an online opportunity to support our neighbors in Lake County who have been affected in the most significant ways by COVID-19. For 31 years, the Lake County Women's Board has raised funds through the art of caring to benefit Catholic Charities programs and services that enrich the lives of seniors, veterans, families, and individuals in Lake County. Now, and through June 30th, you can join in these efforts to ensure that this life-affirming work continues. All donations are most gratefully accepted. Go to catholiccharities.net slash artofcaring to learn more, or call 847-782-4119. Catholic Charities 2020 Art of Caring, an innovative, memorable way to help others keep hope for a brighter future. There's nothing like having a friend to talk to when things are not going well. And in these challenging days, everyone has had moments when they are discouraged, sad, or worried. Catholic Charities wants you to know that we are here. If you or someone you know would like to share your concerns with a professional, call 312-948-6951 anytime, day or night, and you will be connected with an experienced counselor who will listen without judgment and offer compassionate, confidential advice that you can trust. That phone number again is 312-948-6951. Before, during, and after COVID-19, Catholic Charities is here for you. Good morning and welcome back to The Voice of Charity. Um, This is Marie Jokum. Flying solo. I'm going to keep saying that. So if there's any critiques, you know it's because I'm alone. Um, I'm here today with my colleagues, Laura Rios, Mary Henderson, and Judy Griffin. And right before the break, we were talking with Judy um, a a little bit about what it's like during this pandemic to be working with vulnerable families. And, And Mary, 
really on the best of days, your staff who do this work have a really difficult job, right? And now they're going into homes, as Judy mentioned, where someone might be sick. The stress levels are significant. How do you coach and support them through this time? Um, Basically, we provide a lot of supervision to them, and the supervisors are available for them throughout the day, throughout the evening, and I do have to give my workers a big kudos (laughs) because they are out there all the time, from early in the morning till 9 o'clock at night, and so we do... um, provide a lot of support for them. We do, the Catholic Charities has an EAP program mm-hmm. that we um, are do try to access sometimes. And DCFS also provides support to us in giving us suggestions and um, just empathizing with our situation. In terms of the coronavirus situation, Catholic Charities has done a wonderful job in providing protective equipment and sanitizing the the offices and um, basically just providing overall support for the coronavirus. And uh, right now, at this point, we are the most most of our staff are working remotely. We do have computers at home, so they can probably do 95% of their job from home in terms of paperwork. They're still doing the visits, which is concerning, and so we do have them check in with us immediately, and if there's any concerns that they have, we try to address it immediately. You know, Mary, what you're describing is sort of this similar holistic care that you're providing to families, right? But you're also providing to your workers. And I think um, I think that's apparent in, in the dedicated staff that you have that continue to go out and care for families, that they also then feel supported. So kudos to you um, and your whole team. So this next question is is really for Judy and Mary, but also Laura, I would say, you know, this is not easy work what you do. Um, it's hard, stressful, and I, I'm sure it can be very sad. What keeps you doing it? Um, what can you share with us, with our listeners, about the families that do get support and thrive? Well, Judy, Judy, do you want to answer that? Because you've been with us for probably over 30 years. I'd love to hear wow. what's kept you doing this. It's amazing. Well, I have a passion. I knew early on that I, I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to help children. I saw early on, because my mother was actually a foster parent, and I saw what that worker did. I saw the changes that she made with those children who left my home. And I knew early on at seven or eight that I really wanted to help children some kind of way. Early on, you never know what you're going to (laughs) do, but I knew I had a passion for it. Since that time, I've been in a numerous amount of programs, at least three or four, and the whole goal was actually to make sure these children were safe, make sure that they were striving, make sure that they were um, being very well cared for in whatever environment they may be living, whether it's the mother, father, auntie, guardians, whomever. And the bottom line, bottom line is stability and love and making sure these children's spirit is not being taken from them by something, you know, that they cannot control. 
That's beautiful, Judy. I, I 30 years, I had no idea that that was how long you had been with, with Catholic Charities. And I think that passion, it truly comes through in your voice. And I know for sure in the work that you do. Um, Laura, you know, in the last couple of minutes here, I'm, I'm wondering, what can listeners do who want to support your service area? How can they help? Sure, there's a couple of things I'd like to say. And that, you know, really, in terms of the service area, the agency needs, you know, ongoing, you know, funding, mm-hmm. support, uh, donations of things like diapers and infant items for infants. But what I really, really what's important, I think, is to think about the children and the families. And, you know, it really does take a community to help raise children. Mm -hmm. And especially during this time when children are in isolation. And as Judy had mentioned earlier, if you're nonverbal, really children are, you know, they, young children don't have the ability to advocate for themselves. So we need people around them, the community, to look out for your neighbors. You know, if you see a parent who's having stress, don't don't condemn them or be, you know, see how you can help them mm. so that because they're really going through a lot of stress. Be kind to others. Reach out. See, you know, you've, maybe you've got a young mother or a young father or even an older one and, and, you, and, you, can, and you know maybe they've lost their job and, and, and the stress level on that family is just horrendous. You know, reach out. Help them. Be compassionate. Be caring. That, that's really what we would ask for in this difficult time. That's beautiful, Laura. And I think, um, I definitely think that's something that all of us need to be reminded of, that kindness, patience, and offering support. Um, it, it, we're almost out of time here, and I, I would love to have you all back, um, hopefully soon in the studio together. But I would like to just offer, if any of our listeners are worried about a child they may know, that might not be living in a safe situation, I want to give you the DCFS hotline number, and that is 1-800-252-2873. That's 1-800-25-ABUSE. And thank you so much to our Child Youth and Family Services team, Laura Rios, Mary Henderson, and Judy Griffin. We're really grateful for your time and perspective this morning and also for all that you do and for reminding us of how we're able to take care of our community. Um, We're grateful to our listeners for joining us on The Voice of Charity. Please visit our website catholiccharities.net to learn more about our virtual summer events. And we invite you to join us again next Tuesday morning at 830 on WNDZ for the Voice of Charity. For now, this is Marie Jokum wishing you a healthy, happy, and safe week from everyone at Catholic Charities. Join us every Monday through Friday at this time for Catholic Chicago. You can stream our programs live or listen to past programs by visiting our website, archchicago.org, and clicking on Radio TV. And please connect with Catholic Chicago on social media.